0: Hey, everybody, it's Rev DDT. <laughs> did I scare you? Did you guys jump out of your skin? <laughs> oh, hell, scared myself. <laughs> anyway, I'm here for another broadcast. It's Sunday. Uh, what's the date today? Is it, is, it, is it the 5th, 6th, 7th, 8th, 9th, 20th, 40th, 50th, 60th? I don't know. Let's take a look at the date here because I'm curious. What is the date? I know it's Sunday. March 6th. Why, well, good God, it is. March 6th. Okay, so here we are at another... Sunday broadcast. And, um, you know, I do like doing Sunday broadcasts. Um, sometimes I'm not always able to do them. Uh, I get a little busy sometimes. Uh, sometimes I'm just not feeling good. Uh, dealing with HIV can quite be quite a, a task, if you want to put it that way. Quite a messed up task sometimes. Um, I was sitting here thinking about about broadcasting. I was thinking, well, maybe I'll broadcast tomorrow. Something's on. I didn't really have anything on my heart. But it's been stirring for the last couple hours, and all of a sudden I'm hopped up. It was a conversation was, oh, I was overheard, and I was hearing somebody say, "Man, this dude, always, you know, was a girl. She was talking to her friend. She goes, This dude's always—he's just always hating on everything I do. So he's always destroying it, trying to destroy it, and tear it apart, and and making me feel bad about 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 whatever I'm doing.' You know, and I'm sitting there thinking about that. That you know, I can relate to that. Totally relate to that, big time. Um, and maybe you can, or maybe you're the person that's doing the hating. You know, I mean, um, this is this broadcast is for everybody. Um, it's not just for the one; it's for everybody okay, so here here we go, so my 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 experiences with this has been been quite uh, daunting over the years it's finally mellowed out, finally changed, it took a long time for it to change a long time for me to see it change, and it took a lot of endurance to get here. Um, I went through a lot of grief, a lot of, a lot of grief over the, over the issue. It happened to be my own mother who was bullying me at the time when I was a teenager. And then on as as I got into, as it became an adult, more, more of an adult, she realized that she couldn't push me around anymore. I set it up for myself. I was punching all the bullies out that got in my way cause you can't punch your mom out. Okay, guys. And gals, you can't, you know, well, gals, you could, if you want to, I don't know. I punched my stepdad in the, in the jaw. And no, no, he about floored me, <laughs> grabbed me by my collar. I was 16, grabbed me by my collar and put me up against the wall and said, you don't know how strong I am. He goes, I could level you right now. So don't do that ever again. I said, all right, sorry, I did it. I didn't mean to do it. I was really pissed off because you seem to be taking my brother's side. And bl- it was a bunch of sibling rivalry bullshit that was going on when I was a teenager, as well as the bullying. My stepdad, he was never like that, never raised a hand to me, never did anything, he was totally cool, and didn't deserve it, but I, he came out yelling at me, and so I just, I had had enough of everybody yelling at me, and I just turned around, and slugged him right in the jaw, didn't even do a damn thing to him, he just looked at me, shook it up, grabbed me by my collar, wham, up against the wall, lifted me off the ground, he was a carpet layer, the dude was stronger than hell, man, um, when I was 16 a little, a few a few months later, he actually, um, he was diagnosed with cancer, and he, uh, throat cancer, and he eventually, uh, took his life, and, um, I was really sad to see him go because he was cool. That dude was cool as hell. Anyway, back to the story here. Um, you know, I had uh, people pushing me around a lot when I was senior. finally stood up for myself. When I did, you know, I started knocking the bullies out and left and right. And, uh, and um, got my ass kicked a bunch of times, too. <laughs> but um, I did learn how to fight, though, throughout the process. And, I, you know, I always looked at things like if it didn't work out, it was a failure. Until, until a few years back, uh, actually about uh, 20 years ago, roughly um is when things started to actually change but i had to do the work you got to put in the work to see things change and, and some people says well you don't really have to work that hard you gotta do is believe well you know what you know that's great now but it takes a lot of work sometimes for some of us because sometimes those people that are talking to you, you're not coming from the same place you're coming from you might be like where i was at the very bottom and then buried you know six feet under the bottom you know so that's where i was starting from um I would do, I'd have, I'd have idea to do something and I'd, I'd declare it, you know, because you know, this, this is something you need to do. If you got an idea for something and you want to see it come to pass then you start declaring it, start saying it's going to come to pass. Don't say, I will someday do this because someday never comes. Okay. We've already determined that. Uh, one of my earlier broadcasts, I talked about that. Someday doesn't ever get here. Tomorrow's never here. We're always on today. When today, when tomorrow gets here, it's today. But do you realize that the sun doesn't go up and go down? It doesn't. Now the earth turns. The sun's stationary. Well, it's stationary to a point. I mean, because it's flying through outer space with us. But we're all flying through. Reality check here. We're flying through outer space right now at 1,000 miles an hour in whatever direction we're going in. I don't know which direction it is. Uh, The scientists could tell you which direction it is. Um, The guys at NASA could tell you. Um, Most of people that work there, a good percentage of them could tell you. But here's the thing. We're flying through outer space at 1,000 miles an hour. We're also spinning at 1,000 miles an hour, and we're orbiting the sun at 67,000 miles an hour. So get that. That's a huge thrill. I was like, whoa, that's astronomical. I can't even imagine going 67, not even 1,000. Have you ever done 1,000 miles an hour? No. None of us have. I think it would tear us apart if we did, but yet we are, and it's not tearing us apart. Why is that? God's got this stuff under control. Yeah, this is a God day. I don't. I don't mean that today is the God day because it's a high day. For some people, it is a high day. That's great. Worship God on that high day. I don't care. I'm, I'm cool. Whatever high day you have, whatever. But worship God and only God. Don't worship people. Don't worship stuff because everything's created, including us. We're created beings. God is stationary. He never was. He never has. He's. He's never came into being. He's always been. And I mean, it's hard for us to understand that because we're not that way. But he's always been. And if you haven't walked in anybody else's shoes, don't diss on them. Okay, don't don't go go around slamming people for what they're doing. Just keep your mouth shut if you got something like that going on too, because you can actually bring that shit in your life. You can bring stuff into your life just by just by mouthing it, just by saying it, just by saying something good and evil both come just by talking about it, just by thinking about it, dwelling on it. That's what happens. You want you want to know why Jesus said dwell on Him and His Word and let His Word dwell in us. You know why He said that? Because He understands dwelling. He understands that. And I didn't catch this until just, you know, about 20 years ago. And I, it just dawned on me. Oh my God, I've been dwelling on the wrong stuff. I've been thinking the wrong way towards things. I was always seeing everything as if I do it, it's going to be a failure. Why? Because I was programmed that way. Our parents programmed us. Now, if you guys got kids, I'm telling you, don't do that to your kids. You're going to fuck up their fucking life, man. You want your kid to have, do you want your kid to prosper? Do You want your kid to have a good life? Just, just, just use the word good. Let's just use that term. What is a good life to you? Do you want your kid to have that good life? You don't want your kid to go, yeah, we all don't want our kids to come into this world and, and then go off into evil or go off and have a bad life. And we want to see our kids do good, right? Okay. It's not so that we can be proud of them. It doesn't have anything to do with pride at all. It has to do with freaking, it has to do with love. If you love something, you're not going to want to see it damaged. That's why we have a hard time with people that don't love us or the people that treat us like crap, because we understand that that's not love. We comprehend that and it goes, plink, it triggers, I love you, they'll say, but then turn around, and they'll freaking talk bad about you behind your back, or, or talk bad about everything you're doing, or say to you, you can't do that, you'll never amount to anything, oh, you're just a dreamer, yeah, I used to hear that shit all the time, I'm telling you what, it crushed me, literally crushed me, and I was just a kid, teenager, you know, still a kid, teenagers aren't adults, you know, and so yeah, I was going through this in life, and, I used to have to deal with this, so I had, I had to change that programming because that that stuff circles. Okay, here's what happens: you plant those words in a person, and guess what happens? They dwell on those words, and what happens to their life? Their life amounts to nothing. The amount I had to break free from that. I had to get out, get out, get away from these people, get away from the city, even get out of here, go go somewhere else where it was where it was more pleasant. At least I can make some new friends and look to see what kind of friends do I want to have in my life? What kind of people do I want to be surrounded by? What kind of words do I want to hear? What kind of input do I need to receive? And now I needed to receive everything that I needed was the opposite of what I was getting. So I found those people. I found them in California, down in San Diego. And then I started finding them in other places, too, everywhere I traveled. Uh, when I w- went and lived in Chicago for a while, I found them there, too. It was wonderful. I started finding these people. Why? Because I was wanting it. Because I was seeking it. Because I desired it. Because that's what I desired. So that's what I was looking for. When you desire something you go looking for, it, guess what? You're going to find it. Even if it's Bigfoot, you'll find them. Eventually, you cross paths with them. You know, you cross paths with anything. But here's the thing, though. You got to You got to. You got to remember that you're in charge of programming this child, just like a little computer. Like you're a giant computer that you got a little computer now. That you're taking care of, right? And so, you know, computers don't take care of each other, but this you say they do. That default programming is the thing. Is the, is the programming that's going to be running all the time? Anytime you go through any process, it's going to go through that default programming first before it goes through anything else. Actually, it goes well, on the computer it goes through the BIOS and then, you know. But anyway, and then into the default programming. You know, that's before the software gets to it. And then when it comes to the default, then it goes into the software. It goes through a certain process. That certain process is what I'm talking about. You don't want to plug out that process. You don't want to screw that up for somebody, your children, other people too. You know, it makes a difference on how we treat other people outside of our, our family even, outside of ourselves. Other people matter in the way, and, and they matter in, in, in a lot of respects. But in This one way what we're talking about has to do with the aspect of treating people with kindness How do you want to be treated? This is the golden rule. It comes back to the golden rule. How do you want to be treated? You know, so treat others the way you want to be treated. So, and you know, you you kind of can see that going on anyway in life because the way people treat each other is what they're saying they want to be treated. But you ever notice that the people that treat people like shit always get get treated like shit too? You know, always like, well, everybody treats me like shit. You know, when you boil it down to it, you're like, that's because you keep treating everybody like shit. And they're like, well, it's not my fault. Yes, it is. It is actually your fault. It's your responsibility to change that too, if you want to change. But it's not your it's not your place to go and take that and pour it out on somebody else. Because guess what? All you're doing is just asking for more of that. The more you pour out in that respect, the more you get back. And see, and I'm still working on some of this myself. But I understand the pathway. I understand the truth. I understand that this is a, it is a way. I've seen things in my life change. I've seen things come that were completely out of touch. That wouldn't there was no way that it even come into coming into existence, and it did. You know things that I wanted to see happen in other people's lives that I thought were good things, and we would sit and discuss those things. And just by discussing it, it would come to pass. It wasn't happening until we sat down and discussed it. And it reminded me of some scriptures in the Old Testament, especially this one where God writes a book of remembrance. He's sitting there listening to our conversation. He goes, oh, okay. And he's right, It's one of these days, those things will come into your life. I've seen them happen like overnight, literally overnight. I've had some friends that were going "Come come back to my house and were like, the next day, like, or the day after, I go. You ain't gonna believe this. I go what? And then they tell me. You know what we were talking about yesterday? I say, Yeah, exactly. Word for word, down to the detail, that happened. And I go when? Yesterday? Yeah, it was two days ago. We were talking about this, and then yesterday it comes to pass. Yeah, and I was like, wow, that was fast. Thank you, Jesus. These these kind of things you can want to add up. You want to stack those up and add them up because these are these are actually God is actually intervening. God is showing you that he's, he's there all the time. He's listening. He's paying attention. Like we think he's not most of the time, but he is all the time. We think that God, we, we just have this running, running idea that God's just because he's invisible. He's not here, but he's here. Listen, he's here. He's here all the time. And he's listening. Um, make your petitions known to him. You know, do it with Thanksgiving. You start off with that. There's there's a formula for prayer that really works. Uh, there 's a few ways to pray that, 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 that don 't work there 's quite a few ways to pray that don 't work, but there's a few ways that pray that do work, and the way that Jesus prayed definitely works, and so I looked at what he, what he did, and I copied that, and what was his greatest triumph in, in, in prayer um, when he prayed for Lazarus to come out of the grave, I believe, um, when he healed the lepers, he reached out and touched one of them, or two of them or three of them you know he wasn 't afraid to touch things he wasn 't afraid to touch our disease. See, fear will get in the way of your faith. It always will. It'll keep you from going anywhere. And a lot of times, people fear the future for you because they think that you're too wild or something. So they have to. They have to. And this happens with parents. Parents will go like they want their children to be. This is the way I was raised. I was raised by a generation of people who didn't want their children to be any crazy and wild and anything like that. You know. Well, crazy and wild sometimes has its place. And if a child is like that, it needs to have that outlet. You know, it needs to find its its way through that. You can't just say, don't go there because he's going to go there. You can't say, don't do this because he's going to do that. They're going to do that. The very thing that we try to keep them from doing, we actually reinforce them to do it. Uh, I said that kind of backwards, but we, <laughs> we set them on the path just by, by, by our fear. Our own fear as parents can, ble- can totally totally bleed into them, totally transpose into them, totally. You know, okay, listen, you can impart gifts to people, your spiritual gifts. Yes, you can. There's a whole big old freaking uh, fight in the church about this for years. They still fight over this. Different sex fight over there. Oh, kind this evil, blah, blah. They're just talking evil. It, but it goes off the of scripture. People that say that are going off the of scripture, but the truth is you can. How many times has somebody said to me, man, I wish I could do that. And i walked over and laid hands on him and said, you can do it. In the name of Jesus, Be you know receive. And I just would speak it out and it would happen. A few months later, they come back, dude! And I got a lot of these testimonies, man. This is why my faith is so strong. Because every time somebody would say they can't do something, or, or need, something needed to happen, or they need asked me for prayer or something, it would actually change the situation to exactly what they were wanting and desiring. Everything. Everything. There's nothing off limits. Even to animals. Pray for animals. Lay hands on your horses. Lay hands on your cows. Lay hands on your dogs. Lay hands on your... Everything! <laughs> Should I I tell everything if it's something like I forgot a door that was sticking, right? I couldn't get the thing to stop unsticking. And I was like, I was like I, so I, one day I walked over to it and I turned the door on and I went to pull it open and it wouldn't open. I was like, I'm gonna fix this right now. But the first thing I did is I said, open now, and I pulled the door and it opened. So I started doing that with everything. If something's out of whack, I just tell it to get it in whack and get it in place. I say it with my mouth. I declare it. You gotta declare it. But I've watched I've watched things compl- change right out on the spot. Where they wouldn't, they did. Now, I'm not saying everything changes all the time right on the spot because sometimes you have to put a little more work in. But, yeah, if you're in a jam, speak it out, man. Speak out what you want to see happen. Don't speak out. And what you're doing is you're, you're not just convincing yourself. You're not just setting this. but You're, you're changing the atmosphere around these things. That, that, that you're affecting the freaking molecules themselves. You're affecting everything. You're affecting everything. Our words have a have place. They matter. People will say, "Well, oh, words don't matter. They're just something that we made up so we can communicate with each other or something like that, right? And I've heard, I've heard all kinds of shit. Yeah, I want to know something? Words are powerful. You can set things on fire with words. You know what it says in James about the tongue? It says the tongue is a world of iniquity. That you can set, you can, can set things on fire. That's so where I got to set things on fire about. You can set things on fire. In other words, you can inflame things. Yeah, how many times you walked in and inflamed your, your spouse or your loved one by just saying something in a derogatory way, or or you had a little bit of an attitude and they caught that and they were out of attitude too, and they, and now both of you are yelling at each other and fighting? And what are you using when you're doing all that? Words and attitude. God, Lord, does attitude matter too? Yes, it does. Look, man, if you got a can do it attitude, I could do that. Yes. Don't let anybody say, well, that's just your ego. Because if they do, backhand him, man. Give them a slap across the face and so say, you shut up. You stay away from me with those words. No, don't don't hit them. I'm not advocating punishing people or anything, but I'm just saying. Sometimes you got to stop them. You got to stop them with force, man. Stop. Get out of here. I don't need to hear that. What I need to hear is yes, you can do it. I need support, not somebody tearing down what I'm trying to build. You know, so in the middle of trying to build things. You know, and and, I, and it starts off with a thought, an idea, your words come into play, you're, you're you're you align yourself with it. When your words come into play, you align yourself and you'll also start aligning the atmosphere around you, which matters. Your aura, you know how big your aura is? Okay. When you're sitting there by yourself, have somebody walk up to you quietly, and then you sense out where you feel them at. Okay, where you feel them at. And usually about ten feet away from you, you won't feel anything until about nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. It depends on where you're at. Mine's about 10 feet around. I can feel 10 feet out, I, literally. I can feel things like, you know, I can feel anything 10 feet out. And the reason why I can feel it that far out is because I keep working on it. I'm starting to expand it more so I can get it further out. I can actually reach out and grab and feel other things in the house and other people around this house and, and wherever I'm at. If I'm in a building, it doesn't matter if it's my house or anybody else's house, I can reach out, reach out past that 10 feet. If I want to, I can push it out. But I'm working on just the set default space that I feel it's 10 feet. It was two, okay? Yeah, it was two. And I tested it. You, you set yourselves up a test. There's a way to do it. There's, I just told you a way right there. That's actually the best way. You just have somebody just test your space for you. Just say, test my space for me every once in a while. Do it and do it and do it so do it spontaneously too. Do it so that I don't even know you're doing it. That way I know. And every time, man, bam, I'd feel that 10 feet out, I'd turn around I'm like, yeah, I can feel that even when it's spontaneous. Okay? You're feeling vibrations in the air. You're using your, your 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 you. You are a feeling person as well. Use your feelings the right way, don't you? know, don't use them to actually um, to to just uh, you know. Oh my God, I always feel like crap all the time because you don't do that. Oh, I feel good today. I feel glad tomorrow. You know, don't do that. And I catch myself too doing this. Change your speech. Change the way you think about that. You don't need to think that way about it. Think positive about things. Think optimistic. And I know there's people out there that are pessimists that hate optimists, but guess what? The pessimist lives in a pessimistic, miserable world. Do you want to live in a miserable world now? It's not the world out the whole world, the big oh, the world's so big, I don't know. You know, it's not that. It's your world. Your space. Do you want to live in a funky space or do you want to live in a in a cool space? Do you want to live in a space that that actually that you, where things go good and go well? Where you can get in the groove even? Most pessimists have never been in the groove. They've never hit that space where they went. Everything's smoothed out and everyone. Oh God, I can breathe. Thank God how oh, I can breathe. Thank you, Jesus. Most people don't, you know, pessimists don't do that. They're all go, like, oh, woe me. <laughs> everything always goes so bad. It'll never work out. It'll never work out. It just never works out. You know, all that crap? You don't need to hear that. The critical spirit does that. A critical person does that. The critical person is driven by a critical spirit. I'm not telling the spirit is outside of him and now he's possessed by the spirit of criticalness. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, you having a critical attitude towards things. Your attitude matters. Having have criticizing people all the time. Guess what? Yeah, you're a great critiquer. You criticize really well. You're a wonderful critiquer. You're a great debater. But yet they're sitting there miserable all the time. No, oh, they see. They'll turn on the TV, and we watch TV. And something like come on about some some disease or something, or or a medication will come on. They go, "Oh well, God, I think I have that," or "I hope I never get that." Don't do that. Don't even do that. Don't say that at all. It's it's coming from a place a place of pride. It is not coming from humility. Humility goes a long ways. And guess what? Humility is very optimistic, majorly optimistic. Humility is amazing. Hey, there's a cat. She wants to come in. So anyway, you guys. I just wanted to touch basis with you a little bit. If you got somebody in your life that's doing that and you can't get them out of your life, you have to be around them no matter what. Give them a little bit of space, breathing room, but tell them, I don't like the way you talk to me. Please don't do that anymore. If you can't do that, if you can't change the way you're talking to me, then don't talk to me at all. And, and you know what? Sometimes you have to do that, even with your spouse, because even your spouse could dis on your plans and ruin your life, take you down a road that you don't want to be on. You, and you're not there to change your spouse, but you can influence them in the right direction. You can be a, be a, hey, I'll, yeah, you want to go in there? Okay, here you go. I changed your food for you. You're welcome. <laughs> cat talks to me all the time. She's so cool. She's my little girl, man. She's my girl. she just, she's just a little thing, too. She's full grown but she's just a little thing. But, man, she's a, she's a fighter, and she's a scrapper, and she's a, she's a calico cat with kind of long hair. She's got short legs. She's just a little small thing. She's so pretty and cute and she's sweet. And, um, when she came into my life, uh, she was, uh, living outside. She's like, feral cats show up. You gotta send feral cats to you, and, and, um, cats, like, they're a trip, man. Like, if I'm out walking, they'll, they see me, they'll start talking to me. And she's talking to me again. And she'll, they'll talk to me, they'll follow me around and stuff. And I have to, like, tell them, go home, go, you know. But anyway, um, she showed up here. She had been beat up a few times and stuff, and I took her in. We took her in, and I was just—I just loved her so much. And she's totally cool to me. And she used to smack me whenever like, she didn't like Hey, don't do that there! Don't do that there! Don't do that there! She used to smack me around. <laughs> she, you don't. This is not a potty room. Don't lift your tail on anything. Okay, you're okay. So she used to like do stuff like, like she'd smack me with her claws, man. When she didn't like something, like if I touch her on her back, she didn't want that. She'd claw me, right? Hey, baby, you're on a podcast. You're on a podcast yeah, yeah the podcast, yeah, 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 I'll be done in a second or two, yeah, I know, I love you, baby, I'll be done in a minute, okay, give me a minute, right, you're so patient, yeah, you can sit on my lap if you want, here, come here, okay, there you go, come on, so she, um, she would uh, hit me with a claw, or bite me and say, I don't like that, and I, instead of going, don't do that, I would say to her, I would say, I'd say, good girl, you a good girl, you're a good girl, you're such a good girl, positive reinforcement, guess what, she doesn't claw me anymore or bite me when she doesn't like something. No, she'll tap me with her hand. She'll just tap me like this, just with her little paws. tap, tap. That's it. She's really cool. She loves that. You know, cats, children, we're they're all the same. We're all the same, man, in, in that respect. So be cool. Be kind. If you reach out with kindness, you're going to go a long ways. But if you don't, you're not. And you, So you gotta try to help that person back to where they should be or where they, I don't know. If it should be there, yeah, they probably should because, you know, less pessimistic people in this world, the better it's going to be. The more positive people in this world, the more optimistic people in this world, the more people that say, I can do it, the more people that walk around and say, you can do it, we can do it, do what we're building, the more we have in this world, the better this world's going to be. Anyway, I'm done with the broadcast. This is Rev DDT, and I'm out. <laughs> Yahoo! RevDDT, Universal Broadcast. Broadcasting live across the universe, this is RevDDT. <laughs> I like that one.